We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by WinBet, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. It's joined, as always, on Fridays by Andrew Laird. Andrew, it's week four. How are you? I'm good. I'm, like, particularly excited about this slate because oh, I nice. think it's very different than the ones that we've been talking about for a pretty fun reason. And I think there are more ways than usual for me to lose all my money. <laughs> What's uh, what's the reason? Why do you find it? is it just the uh, the high number of high total games, the high number of low total games? What's your reasoning? Yeah, I think that there are people are going to be. Tr- I don't think they're going to be tricked, but that's kind of the word that came to my mind. But I think people are going to be tricked into thinking what they do in tournaments will not be that popular. Like I think there there's going to be like, oh, I'm going to get leverage this way, and I think we're going to. There are a lot of people who are going to ignore the more obvious leverage situations okay. and so it all depends on kind of like what types of contests you play like obviously the bigger uh the more entries there are in a tournament the more leverage you have to identify and i think like i said because we you just said like there are a lot of games with high totals so yeah. someone's you know you're like oh i think everyone's gonna go to this one but i'm gonna go over here even with it still has a high total but i think the way that you play those games is actually the better leverage point than just going to a different game I like it. I like it. Um, we do have uh, we have 13 games on the slate, so we have a pretty full slate here. So we're going to jump in. We have nine early, four late. We've kind of had that split. Uh, the NFL's done pretty well at splitting up those games. Um, the We have some primetime games. We won't be talking about last night. Jacksonville, Cincinnati was actually a pretty decent second half. Um, the game that I'm already tired of, we have Tampa Bay at New England on Sunday night. I just can't believe how much they mel- – I get that how much they're milking this, but oh, my God. The, it's awful. The like, let's put in Adele's music into Tom Brady and Bill Belichick clip. I'm like, oh, I, 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 that's enough. Um, I, I heard. I think it was. I think it was Chris List on yours that said it might be the most narrative game in the history of the NFL or something like that. It was something. It sounds like it. Yeah, it is. I mean, Brady going back to New England, like, it's just it's it's massive. But like, luckily, we don't have to talk about it. Um, and then we have the uh, we have the the battle of formerly L.A. San Diego. We have Vegas and the Chargers on Monday night, which should be a fun game too. But, um. We have uh, we have some high totals. It's weird. We usually we have a lot of games in like the forty five to fifty range. A lot of games in the NFL kind of slot in there. There's only three games on the slate that slot in that mix. There are five above and five below. Um, I'm gonna hit the low total games first. Get them out of the way. We've got uh, the Lions at the Bears at forty two and a half. 
We have uh, your Jets, who find themselves living in this range quite often. Uh, 44 and a half home against Tennessee. Uh, the Jets have – this is a, this is a, a stat from uh, Rich uh, Rebar from uh, from Sharp Fantasy, who's really good. Uh, the Jets have trailed in by double digits in 74% of their offensive snaps this year. <sighs> the next highest team – but it was before last night – is Jacksonville at 52%. Like, that's a huge, rich, huge range right there. And it's not just trailing all those snaps. It's double digits. Like, that's bad from a fan perspective. Like, you're just like – games are over before they start. That's brutal. I feel for you. The worst part was that in week one, they were trailing and then came back and it was yep. like, oh, there's some promise here. And then they haven't, I don't think they've scored a touchdown since. It's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been rough, but uh, so they're, they're getting the Titans this week. Uh, India at Miami is 42 and a half. Uh, the Giants at New Orleans is 42. Again, we're seeing a, a different Saints team um, that we've seen in the past from the, uh, especially at home, first home game this week. Good to see them back in New Orleans. Um, then Baltimore at Denver, uh, you know, two good defenses. Uh, well, Baltimore should be a good defense. They've had a lot of guys out is 44 and a half. So uh, a, a batch of games that are under 45 and, you know, uh, we can't, you don't want to toss those games fully, but there's a lot of times where I was reviewing those games. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do much here. Maybe, maybe a player here or there. But uh, those games definitely jump out as like ones that you're not probably not going to stack. That's for sure. Yeah, not to like focus on one game too much, but does Please do do you think Denver is actually that close to Baltimore? In like terms Baltimore of one, uh, yeah, I think Denver. Denver, Denver I, but... I think Denver wins that game. Really? All right, so you do. All right, I, Denver's been good. They haven't played anybody yet. I Nobody. Just, uh, uh, I, I I like uh, I wish I wish they were healthy. That's that's the tough part of it. With with both Judy and uh, KJ Hamler out, uh, you know KJ Hamler's out for the year. Um, I do worry a little bit, but a home game, um, Baltimore going out there. Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, I think that uh, I think the line's about right. I do think Denver wins that game though. Okay, that's fair. But if we're in like the playoffs, no. But like a Week Four game, um, you know, Baltimore's uh, Baltimore seem feel like they traveled a bunch. They 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 had that win over the Chiefs. They've kind of been back and forth. Uh, Marquise Brown dropped six touchdowns last week. Oh, uh, dude, he could have had a huge game. Huge. Yeah, game. I know two of those drops were on the same drive, so I do get that that he couldn't have scored both of those. But like, and and the first one might have been tipped a little bit, but the second two were like easy touchdowns. Easy, yeah. Like especially the third one was like nobody around him, and he just he just in his head by that point. Um, I think I think you see a lot of throws early to him to get him over. That's so why I actually kind of like him this week. But um, let's jump to the high total games. We have uh, Cleveland at Minnesota's fifty one and a half. Actually, a pretty interesting fun game there. Um, Carolina Dallas is fifty one. Uh, KC at Philly. We always see Chiefs games. Chiefs are one and two by the way. That's kind of wild. It could be zero and three. They they barely won the first week too uh, against Cleveland. But uh, fifty four and a half on that game. Obviously, we got a, we got a Chiefs games. It's gonna be a lot of points. Uh, Arizona at the Rams, which is probably the the marquee best game of the uh, of the weekend. That's fifty four and a half. And then we have Seattle at San Francisco at fifty two. Uh, before we do jump into players, are there any games that like you're like I want every part of this game in every way, or just uh, you see? Obviously, there's a lot of ways to go in those five games. Is there really one that one or two that jumps out to you as a game that you're going to attack heavy? I was less concerned about which game I wanted to attack and which one I think everyone else is going to attack. Okay. And do you think that's, you think that's Arizona and the Rams? Yeah. Uh, I think. I think Dallas actually might be the game that everybody goes to, okay. uh, just because price wise, yeah, Amari makes it a little easier. Price, Amari Cooper's price is weird this week. All of them are, are underpriced in what we're nor- usually uh, used to seeing. Like, we'll get into that in a second. But, like, yeah. Dak Prescott's usually, like, a top four priced quarterback. And I think he's around 10 this week, somewhere around there. He's much lower, at least. Yeah. And I think people are going to see that and be like, oh, well, this game has a ton of points. That, you know, 
the Cowboys can be fun. And so I think they go that way. But like you said, there are a bunch of high total games that I think people will will gravitate towards. Yeah, I think minus Seattle, San Francisco, I think that's going to be a lot of points just mostly because I don't think Seattle, uh, I don't think Seattle's defense is good. And I don't think the Niners can stop um, the wide receivers or Russell Wilson right now with the, with the way they're banged up in the secondary. But um, you know, KC and Philly is interesting because KC one and two got to be pissed. Philly looks horrible on Monday night. Um, I actually thought they were going to at least hang with Dallas or not beat Dallas. They look, they look terrible in that game. Do you think it's like a multi-year success hangover? The Eagles or the Chiefs? For the Chiefs. I was like, I was Sorry, like Eagles, no. Eagles that's, Chiefs, a lot of, that's a lot of multi-years ago. No. Um, I do, and I also think it's a every single team is playing them the same way right now. Um, they're playing that uh, that double high zone. They're they're taking away Tyreek, and I think that uh, if you look at last week, I mean, Kyle Edwards, Elair had a, had 100 yards rushing, but I'm not sure that's a good pass for them. Like I don't yeah. think when he's when he's rushing 100 yards, it means that they're just they're taking that, and you have to do it somewhat. Mahomes is Mahomes is good at what he does. He's obviously smart in taking that, but uh, got to be frustrating a little bit to not be able to run their offense the way they want to. It's pretty much like dump off to Kelsey, hand off to Elair, and. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, at some point, Andy Reid and Mahomes are going to figure out um, how to beat that that game script. But right now, um, you can see teams are definitely playing a certain way against them to try and at least you know make them take time, make them not hit that big sixty yarder over the top to Hardman or to Hill. And um, so far, it's working a little bit. Yeah. No, I think uh, it, it's weird that Andy Reid hasn't adjusted yet because. Yeah, I think that maybe their offensive line's hurting them too. Uh, that uh, they had a lot of pressure last week, and not not with the blitz either, which which hurt them. The Chargers were getting home with four guys last week, which you know if you're gonna run that, if you're gonna run that defense, and you also get there without blitzing, like that's tough to beat, no matter who you are. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. So, do you think you think that uh, Philly game will be more popular than the Arizona one? I think Arizona Rams will be more popular. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just the names in there between Kyler and Stafford. Um, and obviously Cooper Cup is the the darling of fantasy football right now. Just he's got like what, 30 points a game in PPR or something crazy. Um he's got like 80, 81 points or something like that. But um, yeah, I think that one and the and I think that one's easier too. Like you just go to quarterbacks and receivers, whereas the other games, like there's a running back you could play. And it's between the Rams injuries at running back and maybe uh, you know, maybe some mixing and matching with Henderson and Michelle. And then Arizona, I mean, some people may play Chase Edmonds, but, you know, James Conner gets the goal line. So it's just – it's yeah. hard to really – it's just easier to attack that game because you're just going to play the the passing weapons and kind of ignore the running back. So it seems yep. like everybody maybe shifts to that. No, I think I think that's correct yeah. as well. So Sony Michelle might be the answer to all our questions then. <laughs> it's never the answer to my question. Never the answer to my question either. But uh, let's jump into kind of the uh, – who we think are be the kind of the optimal plays. Who Not I an mean, optimal, but like popular plays. Who's going to be – who are people going to have in cash lamps? Who are going to be able to play a lot? Um, at quarterback, to me, um, you mentioned Dak Prescott is underpriced. I kind of thought um, Dak, Mahomes, and Josh Allen were the three that kind of people will go to right away. Yeah, I think that is – I think that's right. I think the – I think you're going to get, like, a lot of people getting very excited about Jalen Hurts, like, understandably. Uh, I think this possible game – like – the the benefit with Hertz is whether they're up or they're down, like he's obviously involved in everything and the way that he runs allows people to to get those extra points. Um right. and it's I, it's weird though, because like he hasn't looked fantastic, but the fantasy sets have been there. And it's either like if he looks this bad and he still gets stats, what happens when he looks good? 
or right. it's or it's how lucky is he getting late in games to put up some late fantasy stats and can that continue? And I don't know which way that goes, but I mean, you look at that Dallas game and he didn't really look good. And he ended up with 326 passing yards, two touchdowns and 35 rush yards. He had 25 or 24 and a half um, fancy points, like it, which would be great, which would be fine at the price. Yeah. It's just a matter of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to know if that can keep up, but you, know, you like you mentioned, certainly the game script certainly plays into his hands this week. Yeah. I think the, like, I think he's going to be more popular than he should just because I think that there are other quarterbacks you can play, but like, I feel like Josh Allen like will be popular, but he should he's known he should be a lot more popular than he will be. Yeah, and we should talk about that. I mean, they're they're playing Houston, they're favored by sixteen and a half, something yeah. like that. So I think that the only reason the popular will be a will get away from that is people are worried about second half are gonna hand the ball off a hundred times. But um Josh Allen could certainly go crazy in the first half and, you know, he'll still be in the game. And I think any concerns we had about him for the first two weeks went away last week. He looked great last week, uh, 358 passing yards, four touchdowns. He had a rush touchdown to 37 points. I mean, he was the, he was the, I think he was the, I messed up in the quarterback one last week, but he was awesome against Washington. But Right. And like, he could easily be that guy who has like 33 points at halftime for sure. and finishes with 36, but like, that's okay. And it's a matter, I mean, if you get a couple plays where they, they score rushing touchdowns early, then you're in trouble because they may not pass the ball in the second half. But um, he, the, the, the important thing with him is he's part of the rushing offense too. Right. So if they have some rushing touchdowns early, it's probably going to be at least one or two as him. And um, I actually like uh, I like playing Diggs this week more than I like playing Allen. I really like Diggs this week. Um, just I think he will be um, less popular. And I think, uh, you know, do doesn't really matter, but he's so involved right now that some, some yards and touchdowns kind of have to come this way. It's been pretty been unlucky. He hasn't topped 70 yards yet. I think that, uh, that big blow up game is on the way and, uh, this is a pretty good matchup for it. So just him by himself. Yeah. Naked digs. All right. It is. I, I mean, Alan Diggs is expensive and I think there's a lot of other stacks I like, but, uh, I do like trying to get digs in a lineup kind of by himself. Cause I think it's going to be a, a big game early for him. And then maybe they shut it down. And uh, in that situation, uh, I kind of like the receiver there to make a couple big plays early. And then if they shut it down, the quarterback not being involved is not as big a deal. Yeah, no, that that's totally fair. What do you do with uh, Mahomes? He's 8,100, uh, you know, hasn't been super, super uh, Patrick Mahomes quite yet, but still quarterback eight or better every week. Just shows how good he is that, you know, they, they, he hasn't been huge blow up, but uh, you know, big plays, but he's still been really, really good. Um, Got to think the chiefs are going to really come out motivated this week. They're not going to want to go to one and three. Um, the Eagles are the team that they'll play zone and, and not blitz, though. They kind of play defense like the Chargers do. Um, but Dak had three touchdowns, 9.2 yards per attempt on Philly Monday night. So, uh, you know, he clearly showed that it can it can be done against this defense. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those weeks where we look at the top of tournaments and there's Mahomes and you're just like, ah, why didn't I just play Mahomes? Yeah, that one makes sense, right? It, it like... Mahomes always makes sense. And then when it works and you look at, you know, you're like, why did I play Kirk Cousins this week when I could have just played Mahomes? <laughs> so at uh, at running back and kind of your your popular cash lineups, uh, there are three names that I have here. Uh, one's expensive, two are kind of mid-range. But uh, I'm going to jump to you. What do you think? Who, who do you think are the, gonna be the popular running back plays this week when we look at lineups we're like, oh, well, that makes sense? Well, I think Henry is by far the most popular. Um, that was the That was the one at the top for sure. Right. The absence of Christian McCaffrey, which we'll obviously talk about as well, um, mm-hmm. opens up just another, you know, th- that reduces the player pool. So it's like if you yeah. like, oh, I'm, I should play McCaffrey this week. Well, now you can't. So you just play Henry, who is getting closer and closer to being McCaffrey in the passing game, I guess. But 
especially in a game where they are favored by a bunch of points against the Jets. He uh, he averages 119 yards and a touchdown in games the Titans are favored by seven or more in. So, like, it's just – we talk about game script, but he's a guy that if they get ahead, they are going to feed him. It's not a question of if. It's a question of how much. That sounds like a first-half stat line <laughs> for this game. <laughs> it's I'm, like, very legitimately possible. scared. He had 28, uh, 28 carries for 113 yards last week. Not super efficient, but obviously the volume was there. He also had three catches. I think I saw a stat. Um, he has 10 receiving yards less than he had all of last year. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. If he catches passes, like it's just, it's no doubt who the number one running back yeah, it's is. Over. Uh, it's, I mean, he's up there with McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's awfully hurt right now. So that, you know, obviously it's, uh, it takes him off the board. But there are two middle range guys that jumped out to me. And actually, you, I think you're going to think I'm going to say Najee Harris, but I was not. Um, the two that really jumped out to me that I like, and maybe I like them more than they are popular. Um, Jonathan Taylor is way down priced at 6,300 at Miami and Deandre Swift at 6,200 at Chicago. Uh, Deandre Swift's the th- running back three right now in PPR. He's been really good and uh, yeah. kind of quietly because on the lions, but uh, not so quiet this week. Cause, uh, their uh, interestingly um, uh, intense head coach Dan Campbell said that uh, DeAndre Swift's going to see a lot more action this week. And anytime a coach says that out loud, um, people will uh, people will definitely notice that and, and probably jump towards Swift this week. That coach says a lot of weird things out loud, though. He is a strange cat. <laughs> they, you know what though? Like they're zero and three, but they play hard for him. Like yeah, they were done in that Niners game. They came all the way back. They should have won the game last week. You know, uh, Justin Tucker makes a sixty-six yard field goal off the crossbar that may have been delay a game, whatever it is. But like, you got to give it to Detroit. They they do they they are playing really hard for for Campbell, even though he might be a little bit crazy. Yeah, I think it's a little more than a little, but anyway. But but a fun crazy. So those are not the two oh, mid-priced good. running backs I thought you were going to say. You thought I was going to say Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson? Nope. Chris, those are... Chris Carson? Nope. Chuba Hubbard? Hubbard's one of them. All right. Who's the other one? David Montgomery. Ah, uh, yes. He's 5,800 against the Lions, who we talked about before. Play hard, but can't stop the run. Yeah. Like... But holy crap, is that Chicago offense a disaster last week? That that was my that was my Montgomery problem is what they had like forty seven yards total whatever it was seven yards total like a, I know I'm joking but I actually think they had under hundred yards um and we don't know who's starting at quarterback like they just seem uh, Matt Nagy seems like an absolute just circus right he yeah just seems like way over his head which but it's weird because he's been there and right. I, I like I never like to talk about people getting fired and stuff but like if I were a team owner. And my coach is pretty much like, yeah, we haven't really run a lot of offense preparing for Justin Fields, and he hasn't been the starter, so we don't really, we haven't really planned much for him. Like, you drafted the guy five months ago; he was going to be your quarterback at some point this year. Like, how are you not planning for that exclusively? Like, how is that not your main focus over the last four months? Was like when Justin plays. I got his name right this week. Um, when Justin <laughs> plays, hey, baby steps for me. Um, when Justin plays, here's what we're doing. Like, how do you not? They ran like four plays total i think that were either designed rpos or designed run plays or designed rollouts they had two run plays and two rollouts the whole damn game like he got sacked nine times you're not moving the pocket it's just i I don't i I don't i never want to say fireable but boy would i be pissed at my coach if like they weren't prepared for justin field play do you think it was a little rope-a-dope for this week like it's the NFL. Like if you're rope doping a week, like <laughs> you got a lot of balls to rope it over a week in the NFL. You better that's be, fun. you better be like the chiefs where, you know, you can run off 10 wins in a row. Like, I don't know how you rope a dope. It was a home game against Cleveland, right? Like, I don't, 
I don't think you rope it up that way. Maybe, maybe they'll come out and Justin Fields will be all over the place and it'll be really fun. But that was my concern with Montgomery is I just have no clue where this offense is right now. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, you're not playing Fields this week. I looked at it, I wrote it down. He's still 5,200. Like at some point it's going to work, but I, okay. if I'm playing 150 lineups in a GPP, yeah, sure. I'm going to have a couple Justin Fields lineup in case he hits, but like the way I play, you know, say between three and 10 lineups, like I, there's too many options for me to go to. I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, like, think- I think he's talented and I, I really like him, but I like, I got to see something besides what we saw last week. In order to, no, to, totally. Spend, totally spend agree with money that. On him. Yeah. But like, just think of like how many of these mid tier mid-range priced at least running backs that you, you we just, said. We just named like seven right there. Yeah, like there are a lot. And I don't think anybody is fading Henry to get three of those, two or three of those guys, like three right. in cash usually. But it makes it easier to play Henry because you're like, oh, I'm not spending, you know, 17,000 of my salary on DraftKings for two running backs. Right. I can just spend, you know, around 13, 14. So yeah, I think th- the number of guys you can play like Swift, and Harris and maybe Montgomery uh, just makes it easier to play Henry. It's funny. We mentioned Najee Harris. Dude had 19 targets last week. I think it was the second most ever for running back. I think Kamara had 20 in a game a couple years ago, but 19 and the, the craziest one was like, it was either third and 10 or fourth and 10 late in the game. And, and Ben dumped off to, off to him for like two yards. I was like, did ben, I, I know we joke about Roethlisberger. My God, he looks so fried. It's crazy. He's absolutely toast. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He may come back and make us look bad, but whew, it's rough. So you just said the name, but like no one is playing Alvin Kamara this week. No one. Yeah, I have him under, uh, you know, high expensive running backs where no one's going to play. And I mean, he was, uh, the Saints offense has been rough the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kamara's had 20 carries in two of the three games, though. He had that once in his career before that. Yeah. Um, but 8,400, it's just people will play him in a pivot from Henry spot, but like everybody is going to look at that and be like, I'm just going to play Henry. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you justify it. Like other than the fact that nobody's going to play him, which like just, is enough of a reason. Yes. Yeah. Just to be different from Henry, who is going to have three times the, uh, the roster ship and um, Camaro's in a good spot. I mean, they're, they're pretty like a touchdown favorite against the giants. Um, it's a good running back spot, but Henry's spot is just so great that it's just it's hard, it's gonna be hard to get there, which, like you said, might be a reason to do it right there. Yeah, I mean, from a con- line of construction perspective, you could play both, and that obviously takes you out of what everyone else is doing because everybody's gonna play Swift or one of the cheaper running yeah. backs. So, yeah, I think that that Henry and one of those seven running backs we named is the way that uh, many, many, many people will be starting their their lineup this week. Uh, before we get into talking about who the popular receivers will be, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you from Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fancy podcast. WinBet, WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBook's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while all rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 in your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. Andrew, Connecticut getting gambling like this week or something, right? It's a uh, retail books are open online oh, nice. October 7th. 
Uh, I am quite jealous. That is uh, that is good. So uh, very nice. Um, I'm very excited to have another avenue to lose all my money. <laughs> that's a that's a, a positive, uplifting way to look at it. I like it. I'm gonna um, have fun doing it though. That's really your entertainment value is very important when you're considering this. But uh, wide receivers. Uh, let's talk about uh, kind of cash lamps. Who's gonna be popular? Um, I think there are two expensive ones that jumped out to me and then a, a couple of cheap ones. The expensive ones, I think the popular guys are going to be Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup, but 7,900 and 7,800 respectively. Yeah, I think those are absolutely the top two. And what's kind of weird is I had no interest in Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't really matter because when you only throw to Devontae Adams, you're fine. And I guess you could play. I'm still having Devonte Adams nightmares right now, so it's a little, it's a little, uh, a little early, or too soon for me. But like, I get Rogers is good, but like, just don't let Devonte Adams beat you in those last two plays. Like, that's all I'm asking. Like, make him throw it to anybody else. And Anyone beat else? You, beat you, you tip your cap. Like, hey, you know what? Alan Lazard beat us this week. Rogers made a great throw. That's fine. I can live with that. But like, two passes to Adams. Like, come on, man. You know what's going good. there. Uh, yeah, I think it's those guys. I think uh, you were saying how much you like Diggs. I think there's every reason to like him as well in, in, on the uh, the upper part of that. And then, yeah, every whoever plays for the Cowboys. Yeah, so I think that the cheaper side is we've got, uh, I mean, CeeDee Lamb 66, 6,700, and Amari Cooper 6,000. I know he's off two rough games, but he still played the full snaps. It's not like he's being phased out or something. It's just kind of the way the games work, but – I mean, you look at you when you scroll down. You're like, you're like, where's Amari Cooper? Where's Amari Cooper? You're, six, you're like, oh my god, that's gonna be right there. I think that uh, in that range too with the Cowboys guys, I think DJ Moore is popular at six six hundred. He's been getting a ton of work. My DJ Moore love is finally coming around. I was I gonna say, I, I just pictured you opening DraftKings as just being like Dak, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore. It's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, that's the, obviously the stack in the rung back. DJ Moore, 6,600. He has 8, 11, and 12 targets the first three games. They're using him like they should have been using him uh, the last couple of years. It's it's a beautiful thing, especially in PPR. Uh, they just need a quarterback. Just need a quarterback. Uh, they do get Travon Diggs in coverage this week, who's been good for the Cowboys, but like I'm not avoiding him uh, no. for that reason. And then the other one that kind of sticks out price-wise based on how good he looked last week, um, Odell Beckham Jr. at 5,800 against Minnesota, another high-scoring game. Uh, he was 5 for 77 on nine targets last week. Um, and Minnesota's been giving up some stuff. DK Metcalf, 107 yards on touchdown last week. Uh, Jamar Chase had over 100 yards on a touchdown in week one. Um, so I think those are the four right there, that like or five right there, that as you're like kind of scrolling – um, it's a lot to seem pretty obvious and pretty clear to get five running backs or five receivers, those prices that like jumped out. Those are like, Oh, everybody's gonna play those guys. Yeah, no, I think they're definitely there. I think you can add Robert Woods to that list because he's still so much cheaper than cup. And he I mean, went everybody's going to want to say cup, but like 5,300, he went down, but like there, I mean, he's, it's not being used. I know he's out there, but again, like, the last week I used him last week. I used Stafford last week, which turned out to be really good, but I used him with Woods, which, um, Got there in some places, but obviously yeah. the, when you get whatever he had three catches, it's, it's not great. But uh, there has to be there has to be some sort of leveling out between those guys at some point. I would think. It, Maybe not. It's one of those you got to just hope you're not broke before it happens. It's a really good way to put it. But uh, the problem is you don't want to get away from it because the second you go away from it, and if he has a big game, you'll just feel right. like getting it for for sticking with it. But um, what about popular um, cash tight ends like? As I was looking there, Travis Kelsey jumps off the page at 8,100. He's really expensive, but you know the way their teams are playing defense against them, he's just filling it up. He had another seven catches for 104 yards last week. Um, I think it's kind of Kelsey and then a bunch of guys in the 5,000s are where the tight ends have. I have, uh, 
I have two punt tight ends too that I like. We'll talk about later, but uh, I, I think Kelsey will be the most popular one. And I know that's not uh, breaking any news right there, but I still think he's gonna be popular. I mean, there's he gives us every reason to play him every week. Like if he was a wide receiver, we would look at him and say, I think I can play him with Mahomes. And the fact that he's a tight end, like almost not that it doesn't matter, uh, but it gives you a reason to play two tight ends if if you wanted to, which sounds crazy, but. No, it, it, it makes sense. Um, as we're building, you know, usually we're like, all right, the first thing I do is like, are there any free square cheap running backs? Is there any situation like that? I don't really see any. Um, you know, if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, Alexander Madison is still uh, not 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 that cheap. I think he's sixty one hundred or something like that. He had a, he had a good game last week. Yeah. Um, there weren't any like super cheap running backs that I think people will kind of gravitate towards as we're going through here. Was there anybody you saw that like? at 4,200, 4,500, 4,800, whatever it may be that you're like, oh, everybody's going to play this guy because I didn't see any. No, not that I expected Hubbard to be that cheap, just yeah. even though he played last week. But like, I don't know. I, I was expecting cheaper. And then when I saw it was, and it was like, yeah. well, he's cheap enough. But then we talked about all these other running backs that, you know, he's yeah, like, just because he's playing Christian McCaffrey's position doesn't mean he's Christian McCaffrey. So Yeah, like Montgomery's cheaper. Edmonds is cheaper. Madison's 6,600. Sorry, I misquoted that. 6,600. 6, so he's he's pretty much fully priced. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's – I think it's a week where you've got to pay for your running backs. I don't think there's an easy kind of free square guy down there anywhere. But again, like you have to pay for them, but you're not paying 8,000 for them. Like yeah. you'll pay Henry and then the other guys that we talked about. Do you like uh, kind of thinking about uh, dropping Henry and Kamara and going two of the, two of the mid-range guys? What do you think about that? Oh, fading both Henry? Uh, yeah, not playing an expensive guy and starting. Instead of one of those mid-range guys, you go with two of those mid-range guys. Yeah, I think I think fading Henry is is perfectly viable in in tournaments. Like, I think it's actually important to do that in tournaments. So what you're saying is the Jets are going to step up and really stuff him this week. It's not even that. I just think you I, you have a – obviously, the – the game, the expected game script right. for that game is for Henry to get 40 touches because they yeah. just run them into the ground to start the game and he gets all the touchdowns in the yards and then they use him to run the clock out. But like we've seen the Titans score points through the air and that doesn't say like Henry has a bad game, yeah. but like you at that price and if somehow they get everything through the air, and you're sitting there with Henry with you know with you know 108 and a touchdown like that's okay but why not just get the three touchdowns from Tannehill and AJ Brown if he plays that I mean, that by the factor I was going to say in that game is like AJ Brown and Julio Jones are both questionable right now and if they don't play like that even shifts more towards Henry getting fed sure so it's, it's tough someone asked in the chat they're in a 10 man PPR league they traded Chase Edmonds and Cole Beasley for Kyle Pitts and Mike Evans uh, good trade. I would say not a good trade, a phenomenal trade that I couldn't can't imagine how fast you hit accept button to. That's, <laughs> I hope I hope someone offered that to you. That's a horrible offer. Right? Yeah, when you that. get the two best players in a four person trade, right? Usually it's like oh, two for one trade. I get the best guy, but if you get the two best guys, that's right. uh, and I like Chase Edmonds, but uh, not more than either of the other guys. And uh, nice job, Lee. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good move right there. Uh, so let's talk about uh, some tournaments, some stacks here. Um, what uh, where are you going in terms of stack? We've talked about a lot of uh, quarterbacks and receivers already. My favorite stack this week, probably no surprise to anybody, is Russell Wilson with one of his receivers uh, coming back with any of the three 49er receiving targets. I think that which one you pick is going to be pretty important. Um, I don't think it's easy to pick which one though, but I just don't. The way the Niners are beat up right now, I don't think they can cover DK Metcalf on the outside. This is assuming Metcalf and Lockett play; they're both questionable right now. Metcalf, yeah. Metcalf sounds like more likely. Um, Lockett's maybe a little more on the questionable side, but 
I just don't think the Niners can cover them. You know, we talked about it last week. Or we were talking about last season with a lot of like they couldn't cover Metcalf. They couldn't cover Devontae Adams. They showed it last week with Devontae Adams had a big game against them. They're just without uh, without Jason Verrett. They're just too banged up back there. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I think the Niners are going to have to score to hang with Seattle. Um, and I like that Russell Wilson hasn't really gone off yet. He's like had big, big first halves and then kind of like they uh, they kind of slow the pace again. He hasn't had a top seven quarterback week yet. Um, I like Wilson uh, Wilson Metcalf a lot this week. How popular do you think that is? Because I don't think that popular. I agree. There's nine million ways to go. And, you know, Wilson hasn't been huge. And I think in the back of people's minds, people still think, oh, 49ers defense. I don't really know if I want to stack against that. Whereas um, I watch those games and they're good up front, but the secondary is. I think the corners especially are a mess. And if they, I have to think that Pete Carroll sees that too. Do you think it's a good idea to stack the team with the 11th highest implied total? Are they really 11th highest? Um, what I think is a good idea is when betting is allowed in Connecticut, you go run to the book and bet Seattle on the over for the team. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, not no, saying, I, I'm not saying the Niners are going to lose a game. I think, the Niners can, I think the Seattle defense is bad too, so I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But uh, I think 11th highest is a, is a mistake. I think they should be like fourth or fifth highest. Yeah, I think the – the difficulty and maybe, well, no, I don't. Yeah. Like the, some of the teams that are in games with low totals have high spreads. And so yeah. they're like one side, obviously like Buffalo, Buffalo that yeah. total I, I have here 47, but it's probably, probably Tennessee in the same boat too. Yeah. Tennessee is uh yeah, 44 and a half, but their project team total is higher than, than the Seahawks. Uh, the same with uh, green Bay, you know, that game has a low total, but it's mostly because, the Steelers can't do anything. So, yeah, I think you're going to be saying that the Steelers' offense can't do anything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, the one that jumps out in my blind stack thing, there are actually two of them. Okay. The Niners are one of them, but like the pass cat, Niners pass catchers is a little difficult to navigate. It's I feel tough. like there is, there's, a, there's a report this morning. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said that George Kittle is not guaranteed to play because he has a calf injury. That would certainly uh, limit the tree, and I think that you can attack Debo and Brandon Ayuk pretty well. But, yeah, if all three play, it's hard to figure out. They're all really good. It's hard to figure out who's going to be the guy that day. Right. Like, it feels more like the Tampa situation where you have Gronkowski now taking away from Godwin. And, and I mean, they have um, Brown now – or not now, but that, that one gets really sloppy. But yeah. the one that jumps out, which I think is one that we're going to say this every week and there's every reason not to play them – but Cleveland? I'm going to say Cleveland. Um, yeah, and they have a receiver you can play now. We talked about Aldo Beckham at the, at the top. But, uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's a game where Minnesota's probably going to score some. I think that's a really nice comeback. It's just a matter of how you play it because their running backs are hard to play because Nick Chubb's really good and mm-hmm. gets a lot of yards but doesn't get as many touchdowns. And Kareem Hunt comes in for third down and had a good game last week. It's, it's hard to time their running backs right now. But you you have to think that more people probably play like Cousins, Jefferson, Beckham than yes. Mayfield, Beckham, Jefferson, right? I think by a pretty large amount. I think that when you're right. stack the game, everybody's gonna go Cousins, Jefferson, Beckham as the as the easy way to do it. And you're like, not many people are gonna play Cousins, he's cheaper. It's a pretty easy way to go. I don't think people will go Mayfield the other way, which makes you kind of like it. Mayfield, Mayfield, Beckham, Jefferson's kind of interesting. Mayfield, Beckham, right. Right. Although you you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna jump in here and tell me that Adam Thielen's going to score a touchdown. I get it. But um, still, <laughs> yeah. give me Jefferson and all the targets and all the yards. I'd go for it. 
We'll just play Cousins, Thielen, Jefferson, Beckham. And just hope that uh, nobody else catches right. a pass. All right. Well, the, usually they don't. Every once in a while, KJ Osborne's in there. but uh, And Mayfield's, Mayfield's cheap. Mayfield's 6,200. Cousins is 6,400. Um, just looking at Mayfield here. It's just, I don't know. They just don't. The first game, they, they threw a lot because they were playing Kansas City and they kind of had to. But 213, 246 passing yards the last two weeks, one touchdown in these other weeks. It's just, it's hard to see a ceiling game the way they run offense. No, I think that you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Um, what about other, other stacks? Um, I like going back to the Rams again. I know that, uh, it was, it was good last week. I still think it's good again. Um, Matthew Stafford's only 7,000. Um, he's got Cooper cup. We can go to Robert Woods. We talked to is 2,500 cheaper now. Um, and obviously you can come back. The comeback's a little tougher. You know, usually we think Deandre Hopkins, but, um, they've been kind of defending him. He was a little banged up last week. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, AJ Green was the big uh, beneficiary last week at over hundred yards. Uh, somehow. I think we'd be talking about that in 2021. Um, Hopkins only has tw- 10 targets last two weeks, which is kind of strange for him, but maybe just a little banged up. But, um, I think Rams, uh, Rams, Arizona is going to be a fun game. A lot of points that game. I think the staff are just rolling right now and they don't really have a run game that I'm too concerned about uh, taking away all the points from a year ago, do you think you'd ever say Matthew Stafford is only seven thousand? I know, right? It's uh, that that trade is looking. Uh, he's he's looked really good, and they got a lot of weapons. And they hit a deep ball, Deshaun Jackson of all people last oh, week. Well. <laughs> missed one early. I'm like, oh my god, Deshaun Jackson plays for the Rams. And then like four minutes later, he's scoring a sixty yard touchdown. I was like, oh, I guess he plays for the Rams. But and a typical Deshaun Jackson fact, you know, coasting it from the ten yard line, almost got caught and hit at the one yard line because he was not not running hard, but because he was Deshaun uh, Jackson, at least he didn't drop the ball in the one yard line, which is a, which is a benefit. But um, real quick, I just want to go back to the 49ers real quick. We talked about it. You talked about their implied totals pretty high. Um, if Kittle plays, I kind of think he will. I think that he's a guy that's going to try and get out there. He's 5,900. Debo's 6,500. Ayuk is 5,000. Um, tempted to just save the money, go with Ayuk. He did 60 snaps last week. He had six targets, five for 43. I think Debo's more involved, but $1,500 less is a pretty big chunk to drop down to Ayuk. And it seems like Ayuk just needs two plays and it works. Yeah. And I think he's out of the doghouse now. The snaps are back. Trent, Shurf- it, yeah. Trent Shurfield, who apparently outplayed Debo in camp, had two snaps last week. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't, nobody, I don't, people are like writing about, oh, you know, I think Sherfield just looks good. I'm like, dude, no, there's no way. They're not in the same world of, Trent Sherfield's fine as your fourth receiver, but he's nowhere in the world of Brandon Ayuk, who they traded up for drafting the first round. Like, give me, nobody was buying, anybody was buying that was like, come on, that's just, there's just no way. Um, and, but I mean, Debo's obviously super involved. If Kittle doesn't play, I think it becomes more Debo because I think the way they run offense, like that's the that's the two kind of in between intermediate guys. If you if you get one of those out, like the other one probably eats a lot. So I think Debo be super involved. But if all three play, I like Ayuk more. If kills and play, I like Debo more. If that kind of makes any sense. Do you think about the rushing attacks in either from either of those teams in that game? If you want to be different, you talked about interesting leverage spots. I think that Chris Carson is uh, is pretty playable. If you want to be different and maybe attack that, uh, you could go. Uh, you could go Jimmy, Jimmy, and a receiver, and Carson on the run back would be pretty fascinating, actually. I mean, I just like you said, I nobody's trust, looking at those guys. I don't trust Jimmy enough to have a to have blow up games, but I mean, he did the first week. He was pretty. He had some some huge stats against uh, against uh, the Lions, but uh, I don't know the way they run offense right now. My problem with them is like they run really good offense in the second half when they need to, and the first half they just don't because they don't think they need to, and the defense is going to be good. But like this week, you got to start running offense from the first from the first quarter. Right. But no look, no love for Eli, uh, Eli Mitchell. <laughs> I think you said Eli Manning. I'm like, I like Eli Manning. It's fun on Monday Night Football, but no. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Mitchell is still wearing the blue contact jersey in practice yesterday. Like, if he plays, sure, you could kind of go with him to be different, but I just don't know they're going to give him a full, full workload with that shoulder. And um, I think if he if he plays, it's probably like, you know, 12 touches sort of thing. Okay, that's fair. Uh, before we get into uh, some more uh, running backs, receivers, and tight ends, and we've hit the stacks, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway. We're in week four, and Yahoo's excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of the free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest that's now live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first price receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim this free $10 offer to get started. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So we talked a lot about quarterbacks and stacks and receivers. Um, what about uh, what about like kind of the mid range running backs? We kind of hit a bunch of them. We talked about. Is there anybody else uh, running back wise that we talked to, that we didn't talk about that you really want to focus on? Is there uh, what uh, what about Ezekiel Elliott? He's sixty five hundred. Looked good on Monday night for the, like, the first time all year. He was seventeen for ninety five. Scored two touchdowns. Had three catches. Um, the Panthers have been really good against the run. I don't know if the Panthers' defense is really good or just face defense or face offenses that they should dominate, have dominated. Um, should be a nice game script. Uh, Dallas is favored. Everybody's going to be play, playing the, the Dak Amari or Dak CeeDee Lamb stack. Do you think that uh, Zeke kind of slides in there as kind of a sneaky play this week? I love Zeke this week. Absolutely uh, I like love it. Yeah. yeah, no, I th- he's the one that jumped out at me where I was like, all right, trying to figure out like all these stacks that people are going to play. And it's like, well, if I don't want to play D- Dallas – you know, like the Prescott, Lamb, Cooper, whoever. Uh, you know, you can play Seattle. You can play uh, Kansas City. You can play Buffalo if you want, the Rams. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, I'll, I'm just going to fade the Dallas passing attack with a different passing attack. Yes. But you can do that and also play Zeke and just go play Zeke. That's and it. they, they, I mean, Tony Pollard has looked good, but they still, they still feed Zeke when he's running. Well, and he actually looked good on Monday night, which is yeah. different. Like he didn't, he didn't fall in the end zone twice. Like he, he looked pretty good. He looked quick. He looked elusive. He, he was running the ball well. And, and it's pretty clear when they get inside the five, it, it's, it's, it's Zeke all the time for them. Yeah. No, I, I think he, unless enough people see it, but I just don't see him being as popular as he should be given the situation. But like maybe I that's I don't see wow. how he can be with with the people playing the right. offense and the other running backs in this range we've already talked about. I don't. It's it's hard when you see Jonathan Taylor six three hundred right there. We talked about uh, DeAndre Swift right there. We talked about a number of guys. Um, even if even if Dallas passing wasn't a popular play, I think Zeke would be pretty under under roster just because of the fact that there's seven guys in this range we mentioned already. Yeah. No. I think absolutely. And there's actually another guy in Zeke's range that you mentioned before. We didn't really talk about him, but. I this is one of these situations where I'm like, this makes sense, but I'm not going to do it because I don't do this anymore. But what do you think about like a Falcons passing stack with Antonio Gibson on the way back? Oof. You lost you lost me at Falcons passing stack. <laughs> I like I said, I'm not doing it. I don't do that anymore. I actually we're going to get there, but I think Calvin Ridley is an awesome play this week. Like Ryan Ridley Gibson. I don't want Ryan, Ryan. Ridley. Pitts I don't think Gibson. I want Ryan, but I just I love. I mean, Ridley's going. Nobody's going to have Ridley this week. Nobody's going to have Ryan. Nobody. Nobody's have. No, definitely nobody's going to have Ryan. Antonio Gibson is weird. Like I wouldn't think he'd be game script. Uh, have issues game script, but like he's got a bunch of carries when they're ahead, and when he they're losing, they bring in J D. McKissick and gets all catches. It's we saw Gibson last week at a seventy three yard reception yeah. touchdown. That was like a, a play that it was a little screenplay, and he made it all himself. Um, a couple of good blocks early, but I mean, he's so dynamic and they just yeah. don't use him in a dynamic way at all. It's, I it love, I love the, I love the player. I just don't, I don't love the fact that if the game script goes one way or the other, he just kind of get phased out, which he never should. Like he's a great, he was like a receiving running back coming out of college and he was a receiver. They drafted him as like maybe a receiver and JD McKissick gets every, it's, it's very strange. I, I don't, I don't get it, but I think that stack makes sense. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, what about John? We mentioned Jonathan Taylor at the top of low, but 6,300, he's priced down. This is a guy that was, you know, regularly drafted in the top eight in fantasy drafts and not the top 10. Um, Miami run D has been brutal. Uh, Peyton Barber has 23 for 111 last week. Peyton Barber, uh, Devin Singletary was 13 for for 82 in the, in the second game. Damian Harris, hundred yards in the first game. We're not talking about 
Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey here. We're talking about guys who aren't great running backs, don't put up huge stats, having huge days against Miami. I think uh, Quentin Nelson, who is one of the best interior linemen in the entire NFL, and obviously the Colts' best lineman, might play, might not play. He got carted off last week. Apparently he's trying to make it happen this week. I think that matters a little bit uh, more than most linemen do when we're talking about these situations. But Jonathan Taylor, 6,300, stuck out to me as someone that uh, I think I'm going to be all over this week. Yep. No, I think he absolutely makes a great play. And obviously there, we've mentioned a bunch of, you know, possible pivots from there if you don't want to play him, but I think there's a but lot like from an actual, a fun, it's a fun range, but right. But from like an actual projection standpoint, I think uh, Taylor probably projects better than all of them. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I think Swift's probably up there too. And in a full PPR just because he's been so good catching passes too, but um, I've, uh, I've, I've played around with, uh, not going Henry and going Taylor and Swift to start. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like what I can get. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, see what I end up uh, building there, but what about you, receivers? Yeah. Okay. Good. My only hesitation on that, I could see you looking at that lineup on Sunday night and like Jonathan Taylor and Deandre Swift and be like, why did I think that would work? Why did I just play Derek Henry? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just blame you as a Jets fan. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, fun. that's fine. That's fine. Um, what about receivers? We talked about, uh, we talked about digs. We, we kind of hit on Ridley. I just think, I mean, Ridley's been weird. Like he had 57 deep targets last year. He only has six over 15 yards this year. They're running some weird offense in there. He still has 29 targets though. Still really good. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a really big game against Washington last week. Uh, Cole Beasley had 98 yards. Sterling Shepard had 94 the week before that. Uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen had 187 yards week one. This vaunted Washington football team defense that everybody was drafting in leagues and talking about their front seven is going to be dominant um, has been probably one of the bigger disappointments of the first uh, three weeks of the season. They've been they've been not good. That's why you want to play Ridley. Yeah, I just want I, – I, I don't know. It's Matt Ryan still, but I just – I think you get someone this talented. He's priced down a little bit. He's down to 7000 Like, usually last year we're seeing him in the, in the, the high sevens, the low eights. Um, I don't know. You're talking about a stud who no one's going to play. He kind of fits right there. I think that's the that's the good way to look at it is just, like, he's super talented. He's the best guy on that team. Yep. And if he has a huge game, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that, I mean – of course, he had a big game. It was just going to happen. So that makes sense. And it's going to be 3%, 4% of the roster. Right. Too. Yeah. right, right, right. What do you think about this, the Bills passing its stack with uh, your boy Brandon Cooks on the way back? Uh, you got to like Cooks for getting getting volume, right? Like they yeah. they throw to him a ton. He's their only guy there. Uh, I'm looking at T. He has 25 targets the last two weeks. He's over 100 yards in two or three weeks. Um, they're going to have to throw a lot. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. If you're going to do it, I think you have to come back with Cooks because he's just so the only option there. And that's exactly what you want when you got a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. And it's I think good you to see play. that la- last week it was Davis Mills with Houston. We'll be again this week. Like he threw to him too. So it wasn't just a Tyrod thing. Right. Like they, he's their guy and he's the only thing they have. Yeah. Like Allen, Diggs, Sanders even, and then Cooks on the way back. Yeah, you're gonna have to hope that Houston scores some points in there for two receivers to work out for them to throw enough for that. But yeah, I think it could, yeah, that's uh, fair. It could work. It's it's got Houston's got to find a way to score 17, 14 points, something like that. And I don't, I don't know. The Bills have been killing people the last two weeks, so maybe not. But uh, you know, stranger things having Houston look good the first week, uh, less so recently. But um, I'd probably stick with just the one receiver. But yeah, I mean that's, that's a game that Buffalo could score forty five points. Yeah. And you just have to hope that it's the first half with 
Alan it's the, right, it's the right guys. And, you know, maybe Alan gets a, some third quarter action in there too. Um, someone asked in the chat about another trade question. Um, should they trade Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk for Stefan Diggs and Patterson? Which Pat? Oh, Cordero. Uh, no, I would keep C-Mac and Ayuk. Cordero, I think I saw, was like running back eight and wide receiver 16. Yeah, I saw that. And it, but it's just a weird, what a weird, Atlanta's a weird team. He's a weird player. Like it's perfect, perfect that he's there now because he's a weird right? player in a weird team. And he's not young. Like he's been around no. for so long. It's very strange. It's very odd. But um, one other running back. Uh, no, well, sorry, we're in receiver now. But we talked about the the Dallas guys. Do you have a preference? I mean, Ceedee Lamb sixty seven hundred, Cooper six thousand. You jump the price jumps out. Um, Lamb was weird. Like he almost scored in the first or second drive last week. Like down at the half yard line. If Dak leads him a little bit, it's an easy touchdown. But only three targets under 7,000 for, you know, a, a guy who's definitely a stud um, seems really nice. Cooks had a big game against Carolina last week. We like uh, a little bit of points in this game. Carolina's face receivers. Let's be real from the jets. Sorry to you, new Orleans and Houston, like Brandon cooks is clearly the best player in that group, but there are very few receivers right there that you're worried about. Um, Lamb and Cooper, the first time they're actually facing some real NFL receivers this week. I think the, they're like, median outcome is similar enough where you just say, I, I will play the guy who will be less popular. But the problem is I think they're both going to be popular. So it's yeah. like, not to be like, oh, it's just a coin flip, but I don't think you're like losing that much if you just go from Cooper to, to uh, Lamb or vice versa. But like, usually it's just like, oh, I'll just take the cheaper guy. Yeah, so I guess if the 700 gets you something you really like, then maybe you right. just do it that way. And if it doesn't, then maybe you can go with Lamb. But uh, usually that 700 uh, does matter. Yeah, uh, in, in to- weird places like defense. Like if you're, you know, the 700 for in on like the defense uh, salary list ends up being a lot. You're getting like, you're going from a terrible one to like an okay one or okay to elite. And so. I think I finally called defense right last week, the first time in like a hundred years with, with Arizona, that, uh, that Trevor Lawrence flea flicker with the lead into a pick six was one of my favorite plays in a while. That was like the second they ran that play. I'm like, Oh, this is bad. And then he, he let it go. I'm like, Oh, this is really bad. And there it goes the other way. But uh, we talked a lot about mid-range receivers. What about mid-range – or we're talking about mid-range running backs. What about mid-range receivers? We talked about Lamb and, and, and Cooper. We talked about OBJ and DJ Moore at the beginning. Is there anybody else in this range you really like? Anybody in like kind of the, the five and 6,000 that jumps out to you? Um, I think Marquise Brown is fascinating just because of the drops last week, but how active he is. Um, he dropped two touchdowns last week, still had seven targets. Um, I have to think that, that – like Lamar's – you never know what happens in-game, but Lamar's quotes this week were pretty much like – He's fine. We're going back to him. There's not a problem. I kind of think that maybe they they drop a play for him early to get that kind of out of his mind. That's a very narrative street, but uh, something NFL teams sometimes do. But um, who else in this range do you like? I mean, if if Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Suster doesn't play, Chase Capel had 15 targets last week. I never thought Chase Capel had 15 targets and not get 100 yards. He had nine for 96, which seems impossible. But again, this Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh offense is weird right now. Um, anybody else in this range? Who do you like in kind of this mid-range receiver range? It, it felt a little uh, a little more dead to me than most weeks. Like it's all guys who are like okay, and yeah, or or so popular that everybody's gonna be on them. Like Lamb, Beckham, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the I don't think the Brown thing is that narrative driven. Okay. Like he's obviously their top receiver. Yeah, and he he got the targets. Got the air yards, like everything's there that you're just like, no, I should keep playing that guy. We didn't mention Lamar at all. Yeah. Like, not at all. And, you know, we talked about it, that basically that game is going to be close. You think the Broncos are going to win, but like, 
nobody's playing Lamar. Yeah, talk about a great week to play Lamar because nobody, everybody, there are so many guys like, oh, I want to play this guy with his receiver. And with Lamar, you usually get in the situation like, oh, but you could play Lamar naked. You can play him with Brown. You can play him with Mark Andrews, who looked really good last week, too. Um, yeah, if you're going to give me a, an under rostered Lamar, that's that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Denver defense is very good. And so, sure, but he gets loose on anybody. Sure, but exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, he, when he busts out, you're like, oh, there's 104 yards rushing really quickly. But Yes. Uh, so I think that's fine. I actually don't really want any of the Broncos side of that, just kind of looking at the, the mid range, like Cortland Sutton's in that mid range um, group. But like, he's the, only, he's, the only, to, he's the only guy left, right? But, well, right. Yeah. Going to like the games that we've been talking about in terms of, and then salary range, like we were saying, we like Buffalo go all the way down to Cole Beasley. Like nobody's going to play him this week. He's fine. Like so so many comments and I can't make any of them, but um, (laughs) what do you think about Michael Pittman? Third most targets in the NFL the last two weeks. Like he it's crazy how much they're using him. Uh, He was eight for one twenty three and six for 68 last two weeks. Uh, 5,400. Yeah, he's 24 targets last week, which only trails Devontae Adams and Brandon Cooks for a receiver targets the last two weeks. And it's just who they, they're playing Miami, right? Um, yeah. It's so unexciting that maybe it'll work, but like I'd probably play Marquise Brown at the same price just for the ceiling. Yeah. I just like he was in the Robert, range and it was like Robert, Robert Woods cheaper, like crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Pittman, and I, I think mean, there's you, you sort you sort by targets and Pittman jumps off the page of the price because obviously Adams is expensive. Cooks, we've talked about a bunch, but you're right. He just he's he's right there. He's there. And so he's gonna he'll be a guy every week where I'm he's there. I'm not gonna play him, but like somebody might, and you know, that's it, but no thanks. So we talked about uh, we talked about the Chiefs and Eagles a little bit earlier. We talked about Jalen Hurts, uh, we talked about the, the Chiefs scoring points. What about the the Philly receivers? Uh, we have Devonta Smith, fifty seven hundred. He has eight, seven, and six targets the last three weeks. Uh, Forty four total yards the last two weeks. He has not done much. Uh, Jalen Rieger, nineteen targets through three weeks. It kind of feels like he's always just missing that big play. Um, I kind of like Rieger at forty seven hundred this week in a game where it should be a lot of points. He should have to throw the whole second half. Um, Rieger's the guy that I would that I would play in this uh, if I'm playing a Philly receiver. Right, like we don't we don't really want to play a Philly receiver. We're just going to play a run back from Kansas City. Correct. So if you can get, like, I don't think there's a reasonable, what is it? He was how much? 4,700? He's, he's 47. Devonta is 5,700. Right. Like, I don't think I need to spend an extra thousand dollars because of, for a run back. I don't either. I think that, uh, and I think that Rieger is right there in targets. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's more likely to hit big over the top play than, than Devonta is, which, you know, in a run back game like that, give me that every time. Right. No, I, I think that's right. Someone asked in the chat if they should play Deontay Johnson or Miles Sanders at flex this week. Coming off the injury, I would play Miles Sanders, despite the fact I know he had two carries last week, which was one of the weirder games because I've ever seen. Um, but give me give me the guy in this Chiefs game that I think they're going to have to maybe dump the ball off to him a bunch. Um, I'll go Miles Sanders uh, healthy over a banged up Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Um, thing, what about uh, what about other cheap options? We talked about Rieger. Um, AJ Green, 4,500 in a high-scoring game. What say you? Sure. Question. Um, that look answered my question. If you're not in video, uh, the answer was yeah, sure. Uh, what about Tennessee? I think that uh, you know if AJ Brown doesn't play, Julio's questionable right now. They have two receivers in the low three thousands. Like we're talking really cheap here. Um, Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, who is a undrafted receiver from Indiana, I believe. I'm getting that right. Hopefully, I'm doing that off memory. So if not, 
correct me somewhere else. Uh, 3,200. He played 53 snaps last week. It was 453 in a touchdown. Uh, Chester Rogers, 3,300. Uh, he, he had 13 targets on the year, but only two last week. Um, if I'm going somewhere here, if they both don't play, you've got to consider these guys just because there's someone's going to catch passes. I'd probably go Westbrook off the targets and snaps from last week. Sure. Yeah, I mean, thirty-two hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously that just pushes more people to Henry. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the case there. But um, those guys are cheap. If you were looking to just kind of punt a spot and get uh, maybe some, some maybe some targets in there, you know, you can give me targets thirty-two hundred. That's a pretty good thing. I think right, like from a value perspective, that that will that will jump off if yeah. Julio and AJ Brown both don't play. And you get the awesome Corey Davis revenge game on the run back. Ah, uh, Corey Davis revenge game. I like it. Uh, anybody else in the 3,000s receivers that you like? Usually we talk about – there weren't a lot I like this week. I think that if Darnell Mooney plays, um, just the Bears offense is a mess right now. But 3,900 with – you know, te- technically Justin Fields should be able to get him the ball deep. Detroit's uh, defense is really bad. He had 15 targets the first two weeks and four last week. But he's heavily involved. Problem is he's questionable right now, but if he's good to go, I think he's probably my favorite guy out of 4,000 that could actually be good. He's the one who I was going to say. I think I feel like every time we have an opportunity to mention Mooney, we do it. And so, yeah, it's because KJ Hamler's out for the year. It's going to be Darnell Mooney instead, I guess. But yeah, you just um, have to unfortunately rely on who knows at quarterback is the problem. That's a big thing. You know what's sneaky though is that like if Nick Foles plays, Mooney's probably that's probably the best option for Mooney right now. Yeah, Foles will just if just uh, screw it, take some deep shots, kind of like feel to it. I don't think I don't think Nick Foles cares for the coach things. I think Nick Foles will take his shots. Nick Foles likes to take some risks. Um, I think that's probably the best option, not for the Bears, but for a Darnell Mooney DFS fantasy play. Do you have any interest in going to the non Beckham Browns receivers? I don't. <laughs> okay. I just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Peoples Jones or Anthony Schwartz could hit a big play. Anthony Schwartz talked about last week is like Olympic level fast, but I don't know. I just uh, I think this this offense is Chubb, Hunt, and Beckham. And like, yeah. if you want to pray for a big play, sure, they're cheap. Like, go for it. But um, not not a not a not a way that I'm going. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those situations where you're you're putting I don't want to say like too much emphasis on leverage, but you're like you're trying too hard. I think that's a good way to put it. I think if you, I think it's just you're guessing, and those plays sometimes work, and you'll probably see yeah. some lineups. If one works, you'll see some lineups that are up there. People are going to play them because it's a high scoring game. But uh, good luck guessing between those guys. I mean, people Jones has done nothing. I, not for me. There's just, enough. There's enough other guys I can play that I actually like that I just don't see a point doing it. Yeah, given the slate, like we just there are too many options, and like if it was a showdown. Yeah, then for sure. like yeah, you definitely do it. But CJ Uzoma in the captain spot last night for a million dollars. I saw the lineup and I was like, it, it, it's funny because like if you hit that, you hit a, a weird captain like that, the rest of the lineup's so easy. Yeah, it's just like quarterback. It was I forget who it was, but it was like it was like Burrow and Chase and Uzoma in captain spot, and it was Trevor Lawrence and Chenault and James Robinson. It's like you took every player that was pretty obvious, and then you just a random captain scored twice, like. It yeah, it's so, uh, you those know. lineups, those shuttle lives look so damn easy afterwards. It's so frustrating. They I aren't, mean, again, they aren't just, at all, but they just look like it. When they, when you, after you watch the game, you're like, oh, that seemed like a good way to play it. Yeah, you just have to, th- those are the lineups where you just have to hope that you haven't gone broke before they work. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, speaking of CJ Uzoma, what about tight ends this week? We talked about Kelsey at the top. We've got, uh, it is a big drop down. We've got Kittle at 5,900 again. We, he's, 
sounds like he's pretty questionable right now, which kind of gives me some anxiety as a 49ers fan because we need him badly. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who was quiet last week, it looks like Baltimore really focused their defense on him, which is probably a smart thing considering their weapons. 5,800. We got Mark Anders, 53. Kyle Pitts, 5,000. Are you at the point yet now where you're like, I need Kyle Pitts to show me a big week before I play him anymore? I I haven't played him yet. Yeah. Oh, I maybe I, I played him week one. I think I'm at the point where, like, yeah, I think I probably need to see a big week before I really get back in. I don't think there's a reason to. I, he's obviously really talented and and really fun to watch. He's getting some targets, but he has 17 targets, but like three last week. They've gone at, they've gone down each week. I, I think I need to see it first before I pay the five thousand. It just seems like the algorithm is being manually adjusted because he doesn't justify. I don't think price. it seems like. I think it is. Yeah, I, it has to be right. Like I just think. I know that he's been bad. Like he's been involved and it's just, this offense is weird, but like, I just can't justify playing him over Mark Andrews at essentially the same price right now. Right. 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 And if you're going to play Mark Andrews, just play Noah fan. Noah fan is 4,300 has not done quite as much as Andrews, but yeah, if you want to save the money in that game, it, it, it does work. He's playable there. Uh, I got a couple cheap guys this week. Um, how do you feel about Dalton Schultz coming off the big Monday night performance? It was a Monday night performance, so the, the price didn't get moved up. He's 3,400 against Carolina. He had uh, six for 80 and two touchdowns. It's a good passing offense. Obviously, he's down the passing tree from uh, you know from from Lamb and, and Cooper, but um, involved in an offense with a with a high implied total always kind of works for a really cheap tight end. And with the way that that tight end is this week, where it's kind of like if you're not going to pay all the way up for for um, Kelsey and if Kittle doesn't play, then it's kind of like, not that everybody's the same, but you just, like you said, you take the guy in a high powered offense that's going to pass the ball. And you, I mean, he's so cheap that if you just add him to the, you know, a Prescott lamb Schultz lineup, like yeah. it doesn't hurt you at all. It, it helps. Cause you got a cheap position player player out of the way. Like he makes total sense. Yeah. If I stack uh, Dallas D- D- Dak and a receiver, I'm going to, I'm going to play uh, Schultz as my tight end, but even more punty. Uh, we've got 3,000 uh, highly talented guy, highly drafted guy. If Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton sit, what can I do for you on Evan Ingram at 3,000? 3,000 off six targets last week. Yeah, I think Ingram is like always underpriced. Like he's a very probably, good receiver. Probably for good reason. You're, I, I'm going to blame Daniel Jones more than I blame Evan Ingram. And so... Two two catches last week in his first game and fumbled once. You know, <laughs> I love. I think he's it's a great. So, it's so everything. I do too. I think at three thousand, you get a guy who's talented, and two of their top receivers might be out. Like this is a week where they're going to have to. It, it depends on how the injury report comes out on Sunday morning, but he's going to have to get targets. And at three thousand, like give me a guy that gets targets every time. Yeah, and you can do it without having to worry about playing Daniel Jones. I, I will not. I, I agree there. I'm not going to play Daniel Jones. If Gerald Everett doesn't play, he's coming out. He's on the COVID list. We get even cheaper. 2,600, Will Disley at tight end against the 49ers. Um, I like receivers more than I do tight ends against the 49ers because uh, Fred Warner's really good defending yeah. tight ends. But um, 2,600, if you want to go, if you're going Wilson, Matt Cap, or Wilson Loggett, I think throwing Disley at 2,600 if Everett doesn't play is an interesting, uh, interesting way to save some money and get another piece of the stack. I think he's the best option in the range. <laughs> Damning with faint praise. Um, I, it's hard for me not to go Ingram for four hundred dollars more. Yeah, and and definitely Schultz for eight hundred. I just I think I think with Schultz and Ingram there, Disley doesn't become a play for me. If, if there was nobody there, he'd be a nice punt play. But 
with decent options we can argue for really close. I think I just I just go with one of those two. So no interest in Tyler Higby against Arizona, who is not the same as they were, but we used to take every tight end yeah. against them. So he's 4,600. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, we saw a good week one, a absolute uh, not showing up week two, and then a pretty good week three. He was he had a touchdown last week. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's playable. Stafford, Woods, Higby. Forget about yeah, Cup. If you know Stafford, you could do you could do a lot with that lineup for sure. I like that. Why not? Um, yeah, I look at Higby like under five thousand. Uh, you know, I take him over Dallas Goddard and Robert Tunyon. Um, he's probably right there with Fant. I take him over Gasicki. Yeah, I think he's probably the the guy in the four thousands. I take. I'd probably go up to Mark Anders or down to one of the cheaper guys we talked about. That was kind of probably the reason that Higby gets lost in my lineups this week. You play Higby over uh, Pitts. Yeah. Sad. I love Kyle Pitts, man. Love him. Wanted to get him in drafts. I just, uh, it's just the offense is weird right now. I think we love the idea of Kyle Pitts more than it's we love a, Kyle Pitts. A really good way to put it. But hey, Kyle Pitts is going to be good at some point. I just sure. don't think we should be paying for him right now. He better be because yeah, well, they used it. We're used all going to be pick. wrong. Yeah, use the high pick and a tight end. The, the Falcons going to be most wrong if that happens. Right. That's going to be a rough one to miss. Uh, real quick, what about uh, what about defenses? Uh, we saw last week defenses do make a difference. There were a couple of defenses, Arizona and someone else. Uh, whoever played whoever played the Jets, maybe. I forget who it was. But Arizona, another defense, had a lot of points. Um, what do you like for defense this week? I think there's a couple uh, a couple mid-range guy, teams and, a, and a, maybe a one or two cheap ones. But uh, where, are you, where are you feeling on defense this week? Well, you know how I like to start at the bottom and work my way up. Detroit? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the Bears' offense was horrendous last So week. bad. It's like, I can't even quantify. It, it was so And every time I flipped over that game, it wasn't often because it was so gross, but, like, they gave up nine sacks. Like, Miles Garrett was living in the back. He had four and a half sacks himself. I mean, nine sacks in an NFL game is a freaking ton. Let's see like, like what happens in a college game when you have two mismatched teams. Nine sacks in an NFL game is a freaking lot. If only they were playing a mobile quarter. Oh, wait. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, wait. Again, I don't want to call for coaches' firings ever, but my God, were they were they not prepared for that game? Just That's a, exactly what it was. Just like completely not prepared. And so, How I mean, are you not prepared for an NFL game? It's all you do. Like they, These guys are in the office for like, they brag about 22 hours a night. Yeah. They, they sleep in their cot in the corner. And you don't have plays driv- drawn up for your number one drafted like Kyle Shanahan is not starting to but like has plays drawn up just for him, even though he's not the starter and we have plays for him. Like, how do you not have plays? for? Him? It's, it's insane. Uh, it's granted. This is, there's no reason to think that the Lions defense will score a lot of points in this game, but at 2,200, yeah. because it's, it's either going to be fields or a banged up Andy Dalton, most likely. Yeah. And so it's like, or Super Bowl star, Nick Foles. Right. I guess it could be Foles. I again, I'd be less inclined to play the defense at Foles plays because I think he just like him. He might he might force some plays though. He does like. I was going to say, but yeah. right, we, right. We like it for Mooney, so I guess you like him for making some mistakes. Um, so in the same ish range, I kind of like Dallas this week at twenty six hundred. Carolina has been good, but hasn't played anybody. Um, I think you can agree that Sam Darnold um, can make some mistakes now and then. But the Cowboys have four sacks last week. They have eight turnovers already forced this year. They've, they've forced a lot of turnovers. Carolina's allowed six sacks so far. I haven't heard a lot of talk about the Cowboys defense, but I really like them at 2,600 this week. If I'm going to go cheap under 3,000, uh, I'm going Dallas. I think Darnold makes a couple of mistakes. I think Dallas makes a big play. I think they get they get some sacks too. Yeah, I think if you play Zeke, you 
absolutely yeah. play the Dallas defense. Like that. Yeah. And even if you play the passing game, like you could play passing game, hope they sure. get to a, to a big lead, and then you know that then that you run the defense back too. Um, yeah, the, I looked, the ideal I looked, the ideal game script is the early pick six, yeah, and then they just love, run Zeke. You love that, and I guess Pollard. But the, the early pick six when you have the passing stack is so nice. It's so time. good <laughs> because you're always worried. You're like, oh, they're gonna score three touchdowns early and not pass anymore. Like the early pick six is so beautiful. That was that was the joy of Jameis. Like two whatever two years ago when he had the thirty thirty season. Whenever I played him, you get a pick six early. You're like, oh, we're throwing all game. It was it was awesome. Oh, I loved it. Um, so I like I Detroit. I looked at Detroit. I like Dallas a lot. I think the Colts are interesting at twenty seven hundred against Miami. Um, they forced five turnovers. They have they had five sacks. Miami's not playing good offense, but I would go Dallas instead. Um, in the three thousands, I think everybody's going to gravitate towards Tennessee against the Giant, the Jets, and the Saints against the Giants. Thirty nine or thirty eight hundred. I think that I guess you're see, looking at like season long who people are picking up in in fantasy leagues. I think it's been it's been Tennessee. It's been New Orleans. It was Jacksonville last night, which or it was Cincinnati last night, which didn't work out great because Jacksonville had some offense. But um, I think Tennessee and the Saints probably popular in the mid range here. Uh, I think that's right. Going a little lower. What do you think about where I just had them and now I just lost them? Oh, the Packers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna Ben. Ben looks horrible and. He threw a three-yard interception right in someone's stomach last week. Like, I don't know what that play was. He threw it right to the Cincy line. Like, he was, like, staring right in front of him. Like, it's not like he was one of those plays, like, you just didn't see him and it happens. Like, he's staring right. right at him and threw it right to him. Maybe that's as far as he can throw the ball. I don't know. But, yeah, I think the Packers at 3,300 can work. I, I think I just like Dallas more for 700. Sure. Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, you know, the Titans uh, Titans have seven sacks. Uh, they're facing the Jets. They only have one turnover, but, you know, Zach Wilson's going to throw the ball to them a little bit. The Jets have allowed 15 sacks and thrown seven interceptions already this year. Like, I apologize for picking on your Jets, but, my God, that's a lot of that's a lot of sacks and turnovers. It's not great, Scott. It's not I great. think their lowest sack allowed week is four. I think they have six, five, and four in, in three weeks. Sounds like progress. <laughs> and, obviously, you're, this, their best lineman, uh, Becton's not playing, like – they just can't block anybody. I don't. I don't love the Tennessee defense, which is the problem. And the thirty nine hundred. If they were cheaper, that definitely might play. But um, I don't know. I kind of like Dallas at defense. I think that's going to be the way that I'm going to go at twenty six hundred. I think the other thing with the Titans is that, given the game script, yeah, there should be fifty pass attempts. And Zach Wilson, excuse me, hucking, chucking it all over the yard is kind of like a dream for a fancy defense, right? It's going to be peak Jameis. Oh, yeah. He's just going to be throwing as much as he can in any spot that he thinks he can get it. And he's a rookie. And so, oh God, this could be ugly. He has a a freaking, (laughs) he has a cannon. It's fun to watch. He does. um, I think the knowing where the window is in college is much different than knowing where the end of the pros. And you could tell he's like, oh, I can make that throw. And you're like, "Eh, I don't know. Yeah. It goes from like an open barn door to like an open window. And now NFL, NFL DBs are fast. Except the Jets ones. Those, those guys are awful. And the 49ers ones, who apparently uh, were, we got like Josh Norman, Drake, Kirkpatrick, like guys are really good in like 2012, and they're coming in. It's 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 rough right now. It's, I think I think if Darrell Revis came back today he, without having played football for however long he's been out, he would be the Jets' best cornerback. I would literally let him play tomorrow for the 49ers right now. Right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to see a tryout. Yeah, <laughs> it's that bad. But in fairness, he was really bad by the end, but. He was, but still, they all are. Yeah, we can't. The Niners can't guard anybody. I mean, they did the first play last last week. Alan Lazard hit like a forty yarder. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a long. It's not good. Yeah, it's be a long. It's gonna be a long day of watching receivers run around. But anybody else you want to talk about? I kind of think we, we've kind of hit it all. We've uh, we've hit all the positions, all the price points. Anybody else you want to talk about? No, I think we hit it. 
Beautiful. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. We always appreciate that. If you could please rate over the podcast, that means a lot to us. Helps people find the podcast, etc. cetera. Uh, we could do that wherever you happen to listen to us. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he is at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jensen. Obviously, his, his injuries and stuff change some lives and stuff. If you want to have some questions on there, we'll be happy to answer stuff there. Probably to be talking about games, etc. Um, on there also. Luckily, baseball season is ending. So if you follow me, you don't have to listen to me complain about the A's anymore, which is a positive for everybody involved in the situation. So it's um, helpful. Your Yankees had a nice, uh, nice win last night. So you guys are looking pretty good. Looking so uh, good. The, the, the playoffs should be fun there. But thanks everybody for listening. We want to thank our sponsor, uh, WinBet, who's the exclusive sponsor for all of Roadwire's fancy podcasts. We appreciate that. Other than that, I hope everybody has a fantastic week four. I look forward to be talking uh, talking to you next Friday for week five. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.